Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Well, the Bears better be ready. Their defense better be ready as they go down to Atlanta and take on a team that's 0-2 but does nothing but run up and down the field and score points. Welcome on in, Fred Huebner, Lowe, and Brian Hanley. Brian, what's going on? Well, uh, I think the Bears just scored, even though the game hasn't started. At least that better be the case, the way the Atlanta Falcons like to give up points today, right? Yeah, yeah, they do give up a lot of points. They got a couple of uh, secondary people down. They get, they lost one overnight because of uh, uh, COVID, and uh, he's on the reserve list now, so he's a rookie. But still, anytime that uh, someone goes down in their secondary, uh, that should help, help a Mitch Trubisky Help a, uh, A-Rob, who had just three catches last week. We're here to take your calls, 312-332-3776. Uh, we got a couple of sports uh, poll questions up there. We'll get to those in just a second. The uh, Bears, Brian, I had said leading up to the season, I said if they don't win the first two games, they may struggle to win six. Now, they won the first two games, but I was reminded today that both of those games, they could have lost on one of the last plays of the game. So, so it's, uh, you know, they won both of them. It looks nice in the win column. But today is probably one of their first really big tests against the team that can put up points. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, you're going to talk about tested. You're going to get that secondary of uh, Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson going to be tested today. Even if, even if Julio Jones can't go. He hasn't practiced all week because of a hamstring injury. But uh, Calvin Ridley is just lighting it up big time. Four touchdowns in two games so far. And uh, I don't expect to see him slow down. Yeah, no doubt about it, Fred. I mean, he's averaging 119 and a half yards receiving a game, two touchdowns in each of the first two games. So, you, you, you know, the, the Bears offense, inconsistent as it's been. I mean, terrific first half, 17-point lead last week. They're going to have – are they going to have to 28 – you know, 32 points, what's the number today in what should be a, a track meet of a game? I mean, if they're going to sit around the 20, 21, 24-point mark today, is that going to be enough to get it done? So can they put together four quarters of consistent offense, you know, and how do they get there if they have to score four or five touchdowns? Is it going to be through the pass or through the run? I mean, they've established an identity as a pretty good running team right now, but the Atlanta Falcons, <coughs> they're giving up you know, just tons of yards through the air. So do you kind of you know, deviate from what's been successful at this point and just take advantage of what the Atlanta Falcons have been giving teams? 312-332-3776, your thoughts on this. Also, after the first two games, what have you seen that you've been impressed with? What have you seen that you're disappointed with? And what do you expect today? Um, Brian had mentioned it. I'm looking here at the last two games, first two games of the season, Against Detroit, the Bears rushed 28 times for 149 yards, 5.3 average. Against the Giants, 32 carries, 135 yards, a 4.2 average. That's nice. One of our poll questions is, you can go to uh, Twitter, at ESPN1000, will the Bears rush for 100, 100 yards today? Yes or no? Real simple. Will they rush for 100 yards? And they've been doing it. It's basically been running back by committee, which I guess we could have seen this coming as soon as they moved Cordero Patterson there and they had no interest in guys like Adrian Peterson and anybody else. Uh, Matt Nagy did say numerous times, we like our running backs, and apparently he does. He likes using them all. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're averaging 142 yards on the ground, as the Bears have in the first two games, uh, I mean, I, the old school me would like to see that continue. But, I mean, the Falcons, if you want to if you want to get Mitch Trubisky a, a shot of, a, a, of confidence here, it's today the day that you just, you know, take the wraps off him and from the get-go say go out there and light him up and just start throwing the ball and see uh, if he can be as successful as, uh, you know, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott were. Yeah, well, and that's another thing, too. Um, <laughs> the, the quarterback <laughs> did I just face. Did I just put him in the same, in the same yeah. sentence with Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson? Right. Oh. Well, the quarterbacks they faced, Atlanta's secondary is allowing 77.4% pass completions, but it's not to Mitch Trubisky. It's to Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, two of the better quarterbacks. The 77% completion yeah. rate. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. No, it's crazy. The opposing quarterbacks – a 124.7 quarterback rating. Uh, so you would think Mitch would, you know, knowing Matt Nagy and how much he loves the passing game, you would think that Matt's just like salivating, saying, we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to throw the ball because you can do it. I kind of like going with what's worked for you the first couple of games. Uh, we'll take a look at some of our other poll questions in a minute. Get to your calls, 312-332-3776. Let's go out to York. Out to Yorkville at Aaron. Hey, Aaron, what's going on today? Not much. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing well. Hey, Aaron. Hey, I uh, just want to say, you know, I, I agree with pretty much everything you guys are saying about the Bears <laughs> today and uh, this being a pretty big test for them. But let's not forget that the Falcons, uh, as good as Matt Ryan is and as good as their receivers are, they haven't played a good secondary yet. I mean, the Cowboys' secondary is horrendous. And the Bears' secondary is amongst the best in the league. And with or without Julio, I think it's going to be – a real challenge for the Falcons offense today. And I'm also looking to see Allen Robinson have a pretty big game today. Yeah, you know, he only had he only had three catches last week. He got targeted nine times. He only had three catches. I would expect something much better from him today. Uh, I would think Mitch would be able to find him over the middle. And um, I think he's got to be a key factor in this game if the Bears are going to win the game today. Well, yes, that's sir. the thing. You know, that's the thing, Fred and Aaron. I mean, you look at, you know, immediately when he had a, a game like he did last Sunday, people start speculating the contract is, you know, is bothering him. Uh, if, if, if he had, continues to struggle, I mean, are we going to have to revisit that yet again? I thought it was interesting, Fred, when you did see the Dennis McKinnon stuff in the Sun-Times this week saying that, well, here's the Bears issue. They overpaid him on the, the last contract. So when you're paying a guy who's been very productive for this Bears team, but as he said, Dennis McKinnon said he's not a game changer. He's not a guy you game plan for. So now you've overvalued him on the first contract. So in his mind, he's up there with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and the elite uh, receivers and wants to be paid as such. So, you know, where does this thing end up? Does it end up getting closer to trade day? And Dennis McKinnon told the Sun-Times he doesn't think any team out there is going to meet uh, A-Rob's asking price. So maybe the best thing the Bears can do is give the give give his agent the okay to go out and shop for a deal. Now, I mean, it's tough, you know, to to let people know that that's the case. But maybe he, you know, he'd find out the hard reality that there is no team out there willing to pay him what he thinks he's worth. Or all it takes is one. And if if there's one team that's willing to give him a new new contract, a new paper, maybe the Bears have to cut their best deal and, and move on with the season. Jeez, I, I, you hate to be looking at at it this way. And we appreciate the call, Aaron. Uh, you hate to be looking at it this way so early in the season because coming into the year, we knew that Allen Robinson was their one guy, the one receiver they could count on. 
And then uh, after the first game, the whole contract thing comes up. And now three catches in the second game. Now we're all talking about this already, which which really sucks. I mean, you would rather talk about what's going on on the field. But if, in fact, there's another bad game, you know that's going to be uh, most of the sure. fun going on here. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's the one who kind of brought it on himself with the, you know, the, taking all the bears off his social media and you know throwing himself a little pity party to the point where Matt Nagy had to bring him in and talk to him. So, I mean, that you couldn't get much earlier in the season than he chose to kind of bring this to the table and everyone's now, you know, has to discuss it, good or bad. Yeah. We'll talk about the uh, secondary for the Bears in a second. One of the other poll questions is, which Bears position group has impressed you the most through the first two weeks? The offensive line, the secondary, the running backs, or the D-line? That's a pretty good, actually, that's a pretty good one because I made fun of the Bears, which has been so easy to do over the years. But when they basically said, well, Juan Castillo is our biggest signing right. on the offensive line. Well, the offensive line's played pretty well, and let's not short what Jermaine Effetti's done. He's, he's done pretty good moving into that right guard position. I think we realize what a good right guard can actually do for this, uh, this offensive line, and it's helped a lot with the running game, with Cordero Patterson, with uh, David Montgomery, with Tariq Cohen when he gets a chance to run the ball. So, again, uh, which Bears position group has impressed you the most through two weeks? The offensive line, the secondary running backs, or the defensive line. Again, you can go and vote on those on uh, at ESPN 1000 on Twitter, and uh, we'll check on them a little bit later on. Now, Aaron brought up a great point. The Bears secondary has played well. Last week, they almost had an interception that would have ended the game. Eddie Jackson got called for pass interference, which was the right call. Uh, he collided with the guy, basically gave an elbow before he had a chance to go and get the ball. If he would have just went for the ball, they would have given it to him. But he didn't. He kind of elbowed the, uh, the receiver out of the way beforehand. But Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fuller, they've been targeted a total of 27 times. They've given up 12 catches, 164 yards, no touchdowns. If they can hold Matty Ice and Calvin Ridley and who knows, Julio Jones, or they also have a guy, Russell Gage, who's got 15 catches, 160 yards and a touchdown. If they can hold those guys today, then this Bears, uh, no, this should be a good outcome for the Bears today. And, and you know, and we, we, down in Atlanta, what they're talking about is, you know, basically how bad Dan Quinn is the head coach because we saw the Super Bowl collapse uh, against New England a couple of seasons ago. How do you come back? How do you rally a team after being historically bad last week to the point where you, any team that scored 39 or more points and had no turnovers had never lost a game in the NFL in history until last week, until last week, right? So where's the mindset collectively of the Falcons after, you know, having leads of, what, 20, a 20-point 20 lead in the first quarter, 39-24 with, what, five minutes to go, and they found yeah. a way to, to yep. lose that game. So, uh, you know, are they just going to go through the motions today? Are they going to be ticked off and, and make the, base, uh, the Bears, uh, you know, pay for the, their embarrassment? be interesting to see what Falcons team shows up today. It will be. It also will be interesting to see when we look at the Bears' defense. Some things I found out throughout the course of the week, and every, anybody's found them out. It's not like I'm, I'm uh, I guess, some secret, uh, you know, inside track. But you look at it, and Danny Trevathan, a guy that was, you know, part of that defense that you expected to be superb this year, played just 48% of the snaps against mm-hmm. the Giants last week. Yeah, just 48%. Now he had he had some struggles against Detroit. Uh, some struggles, obviously, last week. 
Now, they say that he'll be out there. He's going to, you know, they've got confidence in him, all that kind of stuff. We'll see because the defense has to step up because you also have Todd Gurley. Uh, Matt Ryan finds his guys. They've got Hayden Hurst as a uh, tight end. They have a lot of weapons. That's what they did in the offseason. They went and added offensive weapons to this team. They've not, been, they've not had a problem scoring, and that's one of the things the Bears are going to have to try and slow them down just a little bit later on today. 312-332-3776. We'll talk about the Bears' tight ends. We'll talk about um, some of the Bears' defense. And take more of your calls. 312-332-3776. One more poll. We're giving you three of them today. Which rookie's performance is more sustainable for the remainder of the year? Jalen Johnson or Darnell Mooney? Now, Darnell Mooney's a guy because we didn't see spring training. We didn't see a lot of uh, practices or anything like that. Most people on the opening day probably figured, who is this Darnell Mooney guy? When you're a late-round draft pick and you stick around as a wide receiver and you make a, an impact in the first couple of games, that's a big thing for, for him and for the Bears. And I th- It's been a lot of fun watching this kid. He's got some speed, and that's what the Bears have been looking for for years, a speed receiver who can catch the ball. It's been pretty nice so far. Yeah, no doubt about it. They really have a lot of confidence, and you, you, know, you, you wonder what the ceiling is for him because so far, so good. Yeah, it is so far so good. So we'll get to uh, the poll questions. We'll get to your phone calls, 312-332-3776. We're going to uh, check in with Jeff Dickerson at 11 o'clock. Vaughn McClure, longtime Chicago guy. He's been following now the Atlanta Falcons for years. He will check in with us at 1135. We also have Yurko's keys to a Bears victory. We'll hear from him in about 15, 20 minutes. And you, your calls at 312-332-3776 right here at ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and J Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Ah, points bet, sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the points bet app now. Uh, in about 15 minutes, we'll take a look at some of the uh, lines on the points bet app as you're looking at it today, getting ready for some of your wagers. Uh, already today, the Bears line was, um, they were getting three points, and I just checked the points bet app, and it's now down to uh, uh, plus two and a half with an over of uh, 47. So, the uh, you're getting a little, you're getting half half a point less. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on it. We'll check in with it in about 15 minutes. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner here on ESPN 1000. Brian, we were talking about the offensive line just a little bit, and Matt Nagy talked about it earlier this week, talking about the interior of that offensive line. I think interior-wise, uh, with the two guards and, and Cody at center, um, I think they're really doing a good job. Obviously, establishing a run. They're working together. The communication. There, we have a consistent line right now that they're working together. They understand different fronts and stunts that we get. Uh, in the past game, we, we played a team last week in the Giants that did a lot of TEs and ET stunts. So, uh, at some points in time, they're going to get you off balance and blow you back. And we had a few of those, but that happens everywhere. I just I like the fact that they work together in unison. Um, they're really improving fundamentally and technique-wise with Juan. Uh, so they're just putting it all together. But I, I think they that communication, everywhere they go, they're together, you know, all five of them. So I, I like where they're at. And see, Brian, that's always one of the things that we talk about and hear about with offensive lines. That's why from one year to the next, your offensive line, you want them to be together because it does become a cohesive unit. 
And, um, you know, you, you take Kyle Long out, you, whoever you had there last year, Rashad Coward or whoever, now all of a sudden Jermaine Fettis comes in. He struggled in the past at other places at a tackle position, but he's a big dude, man. He put him at that guard position. He can pull. He can open up some holes. It's been fun to watch so far. Yeah, it's what the old uh, analogy is. They have to be like a chorus line, which, you know, on space you're comparing 300-plus-pound men usually to, to you know, right. to the Rockettes. Um, but they, that's how in unison they have to be. Um, when it comes to the run game and the holes they've been opening up for Montgomery and, and the rest of the crew, it's been impressive. But I noticed on the uh, on our poll question we, with the groupings, we don't have tight ends listed there, and for good reason, right? Um, not much of the new improved tight end <laughs> cores to is really impressed to anyone in the first couple of weeks, unless you just say. Well, you know, about $20 million worth of salary and a second-round pick, and they're really good blockers. Um, yeah. Know, is that going to be good enough moving forward, and do they get involved in the offense today and actually start making catches and or scoring points? Yeah, you look at it. The Bears' tight end so far this year, five catches, 55 yards of the touchdown. Jimmy Graham with four of those catches for 43 yards of the touchdown, and you've got one catch for Cole Komet, and Komet is the guy you see in motion a lot and uh, putting in a block in to help the running game and things like that. They are this, there are 17 tight ends around the league that have better records than that after two games, better than right. five that, catches. How about that? 17 yeah. individual tight ends have better right. than the, the group number for yeah. the Chicago Bears, and they're basically on pace to be the nondescript 46 catches for 416 yards and a couple TDs they had last year. Right. Um, and, and now and we, only two games in, but you know, so far they're you know you you wonder how that's going to get going. Which is strange because we figured, okay, he needs his tight ends. That's why he went out and got a Jimmy Graham. That's why they drafted Cole Komet because they didn't have their tight ends last year, and it really hurt the offense. It really hurt Mitchell Trubisky because he didn't have those guys to go to. And now, still, we're not seeing a whole lot of it yet. Again, granted, it is just two games, but you're hoping to see it. Maybe a little bit quicker. Hopefully, we'll see some of it today. 312-332-3776. One of the other things with the running game, because it has been running so well and has had more than 100 yards each of the last two games, the question came up uh, to Nagy this week about Mitch, about how he has to improve now that the running game is working, how he's got to improve on his play action. Probably the biggest thing is just staying on time, is you know snapping that head and eyes around and then locating um, – you know, the, the post safety or the two safeties and understanding where that, that, that's where it all starts. And, and he's been doing a really good job. I think when you look at tape, you notice he he's, or, you know, when we decide to do a play action, he's able to, uh, to get a, a better sell than probably in training camp and even week one, which is important, but now it's okay. You snap the head and eyes around, you locate that safety, you feel the flat defender and you make the throw, uh, based off of what the, what the concept is. But, uh, Coach Filippo does a really, really good job fundamental-wise of working on those guys each day in practice. And I think that you're starting to see uh, from all the quarterbacks that you're feeling that, whether it's play action, movement, screens, drop back, all the timing and footwork is so essential to be spot on in this offense. What about for selling the actual fake? Yeah, I would say uh, that was something that in, in training camp uh, we were very aware of. After going through week one in the game, I thought that our ball handling, our ball fakes were just okay, probably a C, whereas I felt like last week it was probably a B plus. I thought it got better because we worked on it. Hopefully this week we can get it. Uh, whenever we decide to play pass, we can be an A or A plus. 
Now, the one thing I've said about Matt Nagy all the time is he's he's almost honest to a fault because when he's when he's describing Mitch and the play action passes, it sounds so basic. It sounds like you know quarterbacking 101 stuff that should be no problem. And here he's giving him a C on the uh, you know on on the fakes on the on play action. It's like you know it, he's just he's just so honest. I don't think he's he's got it in him to lie like so many other coaches of the NFL. Well, I mean, but we all see it, right? I mean, it I, just, I I mean, you can't. You're right. You can cover it up, and you can try to talk around it, and not directly answer it. But you know, hey, one thing about Matt Nagy. I mean, talking about uh, you know Anthony Miller just flat out calling him out on a couple plays last week. He, I mean, his frustration is is obvious too, right? They could have put that game away if you know he makes a catch or two. So. Sure. Sure. You know, I'm glad he, you know, I'm glad there, there's kind of hard truths coming out here because I'm with Matt Nagy, it, you know, and I guess I'm with Hakeem Hicks. It's great to be 2-0. It's delicious, as he said, but they're just okay right now. I mean, they didn't play two of the NFL powerhouses, and as you pointed out, went down to the final play of each game to, to hold on to those victories. So I'm still not sure what we have here in the Chicago Bears, and I'd be very interested to see or to hear what fans think right now you know, kind of where the confidence is. Are, are they just okay or they're, you know, they're, they're good and getting better? I mean, I, I don't know what to make of this team at this point. 312-332-3776. The advanced metrics, and I don't have them for last week's game, but I know that they the advanced metrics show a lot more pressures from Khalil Mack than I see when I'm watching right. the game, um, which is fine. That's great. Um, I would just like to see him get to the quarterback a few times, take the ball out of his hands, do something. Uh, but apparently, I, I don't know football well enough, and I don't watch it with the fine-tooth comb that they do. Uh, but, yeah, he's Khalil Mack, limited Wednesday and Thursday in practice with a knee this week. Are we ever going to have him and all these guys healthy at the same time? It's like uh, it's a continuing story with, uh, with these guys. And, unfortunately, you know, it's a tremendous defense where they're all there and they're all healthy. Uh, but on a, on a weekly basis, I'm not sure what we're going to get. It would be great to have him chasing down a Matt Ryan today and uh, all of a sudden Robert Quinn from the other side and maybe even a Barkevius Mingo if he needs to and, uh, you know, uh, Hicks from up the middle. That's the kind of thing we want to see. We want to see pressure on the quarterback right away. And uh, I don't know defensively if we've seen what we expect to see out of this Bears defense so far in the first two games. Right, and we'll find out in just a little bit if Julio Jones is going to go, but if you can't get sustained pressure on uh, Matt Ryan today, you know he could uh, he could d- do some damage against even against the, the final, uh, cornerback duo the Bears have in, in Fuller and, and Jalen Johnson. So, you know, obviously it all starts up front. And you know, is this have we seen enough to say this is still a Super Bowl type defense, a, a defense that can get you not only to the playoffs but make a run and make a you know make it the Bears a contending team. Uh, again, I think we have to see more from both sides of the ball, obviously. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. 312-332-3776. The uh, inactives will come down in just a little bit. I would expect uh, I would expect the Bears Ridley to be out, and he'll be sitting on the sideline or be sitting somewhere watching his brother uh, run up and down the field, and hopefully the Bears can slow him down. Uh, again, Calvin Ridley, just an amazing start to a season with four touchdowns, just catching everything. And uh, like I said, they've worked on their offense. We're not even talking much about about Gurley. But uh, Todd Gurley is a guy 
that he can still run the ball. He's had some injury problems, but he's still a guy you give him the ball. It's the guy the Bears are going to have to worry about today. Yeah, and again, it, you know, will the Bears come out running and, and establish the run like they've uh, done very effectively the first two weeks? Atlanta ninth against the run, 31st against the pass. So, I mean, if, if I mean, I guess, are, are, are Bears fans encouraged that today Mitch Trubisky is going to have a three, four, five touchdown day? And if he doesn't, you know, how discouraging will that be, given the fact that, that the Falcons are there for you? I mean, they're, they're there to let you light up the board. And, um, I, you know, I guess goes back to the question I asked earlier, if you're Matt Nagy, how tempted are you to just, you know, let, let it fly from the beginning? Or do you still take the more balanced approach, if you will, because that, that's worked for a quarter, it's worked for half a game, it didn't work in the second half necessarily last week. Um, will we see four quarters of, of a consistent Bears offense today? I guess that's the question. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Do you work at, Do you work to your strengths or do you work to the, you know, the weakness of the opposition and we know what the weak, their weakness is. They can't stop the pass. So, you know, is that what the Bears are going to go for? You would think Matt Nagy's going to get, like I said, he'll be salivating because that he loves throwing the ball. But uh, through the first two games, the run game has really set things up for this Bears offense. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Old Town and George. Hey, George, what's happening? Hey, big guy. I, think, I like the Bears going away. The key is to keep, keep – Matt Ryan off balance. I'd like to see Roquan do a little mix in with a wildcat. He's going back to Atlanta, you know, get the pressure on the quarterback and make him guess because he's a smart guy. But that's the key is the, is the bear defense. I think everything will take care of itself. You know, and George, we appreciate the call. There's nothing better than when, when you get a, a Roquan Smith, uh, you know, a linebacker blitz because Roquan Smith can get into that backfield really quick. He is fun to watch and maybe going back down to Atlanta, where he played his college ball, and uh, maybe that's a good thing for him and the Bears as they get ready for this game today. 312-332-3776. There's so many different things with this game. Um, Again, I think that the people around the country, when you look at the Bears, they're saying, okay, they won two games. They're probably the, I don't know, the worst 2-0 team to start the season. They give up 426 yards to Detroit, 295 yards against the Giants. You had a chance to lose both games, but you win them both. You're 17th in yards allowed. Um, you know, you're still trying to come up with a, uh, an established offense, but you can only play who's on your schedule. And now your schedule gets tougher. Uh, I don't know that the Colts are tougher next week, but you've got the, the Falcons today, then the Colts, and then you get Tom Brady and uh, the Buccaneers at Soldier Field on a Thursday night on uh, October 8th. So these next couple of games are going to show if, in fact, this Bears team is a team that's going to be able to do something this year or not, or a team that's going to struggle with good teams around the NFL. Yeah, and, you know, when, when, you, when you're looking at this Bears offense in particular, uh, you know, they're laughing at 17 nothing at halftime. You know, they're finally scoring points in the first half. Everything's going great. And the Giants are without Saquon Barkley, right? He's out with the, what turns out to be an ACL. Yeah. Uh, so he leaves, what, the first play of the second quarter. So, you know, okay, you, you held on to that win, but the Giants didn't have their best offensive player, even though he had 0.4 yards the week preceding. He's still Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, why, why didn't you put that team away? Why didn't you put that game away? And why did it have to come down to hold your breath time and Golden Tate 
offensive pass interference, let's all go home now. I mean, that, that was pretty discouraging if you're thinking, okay, good teams and great teams take advantage of bad teams and don't make that interesting. Uh, we come back, we'll take a look at some of the lines on the uh, PointsBet Sportsbook app. We will also take more of your calls, 312-332-3776. And we'll hear more from Matt Nagy as Matt was talking about Mitch. He's talking about the running game. We'll hear from him. It's Brian Handley, Fred Huebner with you here on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Ah, the points bet sports book, the fast and easy way to bet on sports you care about. Download the points bet app. Do it now. Get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. Brian Hanley, Fred Huebner with you. The Bears getting underway uh, at noon down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. The inactives have been uh, crossed, and it's no big surprise. Cornerback Duke Shelley. Uh, left guard Arlington Hambright, nose tackle Daniel McCullers, a guy they just picked up this week, wide receiver Riley Ridley, and outside linebacker Travis Gibson. Um, Dante Fowler is active for uh, Atlanta. Uh, Julio is big. Let's see, Julio will not play. So Julio Jones will not play against uh, the Bears today. He is inactive, so uh, that's probably a good thing going in if uh, you're hoping for the Bears to get a victory. Uh, Brian, let's take a look at some of the, uh, the points bet app uh, odds and, uh, on the Bears game. It was, it was a, uh, a three-point favorite for Atlanta. Right now, the Bears are getting two-and-a-half points, uh, minus 110 for two-and-a-half. The over-under just dropped a half a point uh, to 46-and-a-half. Money lines hmm. uh, minus one, or plus 110 for the Bears. Uh, the... Mitch Trubisky, over, under, on passing, 253 and a half yards for Mitch. Um, and Matt Ryan, 279 and a half. The way, Mitch, the way uh, Ryan's been throwing the ball, you, don't, you never know. And I, want, I was interested to see what they'd have for Allen Robinson on yards because he did only have three catches last week. They've got over 68 and a half yards for Allen Robinson uh, today. Um, Calvin Ridley to get 50-plus receiving yards is minus 500. So the way he's been playing, there's no doubt. Let's see, where, where do you have to go to get positive money on that? Uh, <laughs> Calvin, yeah, Calvin Ridley, to get 100-plus receiving yards, you get plus 160. To get plus 125, uh, you get plus three, so, 340. So if you, if you got some faith in uh, Calvin Ridley today, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people out there probably do, uh, the way he's played, get 125 yards, you get plus 340. Not a bad wager. Um but we'll see what the Bears can do today uh, as they, they take on a team that has been able to score at will. And as you and I both talked about, uh, they're scoring like crazy. They have no problems doing that. Uh, 425 yards against Seattle in the first week, four touchdowns against Dallas last week, and they're still 0-2. But um, let's see, Julio had 16 catches in the first two. Ridley was 16. Russell Gage with 15. Aiden Hurst, their tight end with eight. We, we mentioned how there are 17 tight ends around the league that have better numbers than the Bears, uh, five for 55 for tight ends. Hayden Hurst, one of those guys with eight catches, 110 yards, another guy they picked up in the offseason to try and improve 
their offensive weapons. So there, there's a lot of them, and that defense is going to be tested today for the Chicago Bears. So I'll go back to Mitch Trubisky over under 253 and a half passing yards. Yeah, it, to to a defense that's allowed on average 372 passing yards the first two weeks. Hmm. You would I would have hoped for a little bit higher number there for the odds makers, but they they don't just throw darts at these things. So no, they no. they they come up with they they usually are pretty spot on with uh, with with what the the number they put up. Yeah, you can get some positive money plus uh, just plus one hundred five uh, on over two fifty three and a half. So we'll see uh, what happens. There's so many different wagers. You go to the the points bet uh, app, and there's just so many different wagers. They have a really cool thing too. Makes it really easy. If and I know, I know, I'm I'm still trying to get away from parlays. Parlays are a bad thing because it's so hard to win on multiple games. But they make it really easy for you if you want to bet parlays. You just go to the NFL, you go to parlay, you can just go boom, 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 give me these four teams, and you're in. And uh, See, but you had, you had one too many booms there. Yeah, no I know. More than, no more than a two-team two parlay because, yeah. you're, you know, two's tough enough. When you get into three, and, and if you go over three, I mean, just send your money to me. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I mean, the two the two is tough, but, you know, you can you can get some value if if you, you know, maybe go for a weighted over on the total or whatever. Um, but yeah, if you go boom, 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 if you have a three team parlay, you're really holding your breath and, and probably going to be out of luck. You know what number so that, really caught my eye on the, yes, sir. the list of uh, bets you got here? The Bears team total being set yes. at 22. This 22. is a Falcons team that's let up at least 38 points in each of its first two games. And that's down from 22 and a half earlier this morning because I caught that caught my eye okay. too, Tyler. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and 22 is one of those weird numbers too because it's a yeah. little over the three touchdowns, but it's a little under that other common number of 24. So I, I find that number very intriguing for a, t- a defense that is not very good and an offense that also is not very good from what we've seen. Although I'm wondering, can the ground game get it going and get right. this – no, get this Bears offense over that twenty-two. I mean, the question is, will they stay? Will Will Nagy stay with the run game, which has worked so well in the first two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, when I see twenty-two, I'm thinking, well, you have to score more than that, right? To, on the road, and I know there's not eighty thousand people there, or seventy thousand plus there, but against that offense, you would think you're going to have to at least come up with now twenty-seven, twenty-eight minimum to to win this game. But that that is a pretty low number. It's it, you know they're basically begging someone to take the under there, right? They're think everyone's going to take the over on that, right? No matter how inconsistent the Bears' offense is, you would think today's the day because of all the you know balloon numbers that Falcons' defense has been giving up the first two weeks. Around the NFL, there's been really high-scoring games for the most part. There's been a lot of high-scoring games up and down the field. Nagy was talking earlier today or earlier this week talking about how really with uh, the home field, there really is no home field advantage going on right now. It's not when you keep it when you're honest about it. It's not at all. There's just there's no there's no advantage to the home the home team for the fans that are not there. I mean, there's I think about it. It's actually a, it's a disadvantage where I go back to last week for us uh, against New York. It was third and goal to one and fourth and goal to one, and and there was a timeout, and our defense is standing out there on the backed up at the, at the one yard line with the offense in the huddle, getting ready to go. It's a, there's a break and it's dead quiet. And usually the crowd's going, it's loud. The players feed off of that. It's, it's, it's advantage defense. 
No way. It was completely advantage offense. There was just, it was, you know, like a scrimmage. That's hard. I don't know what it's like on TV here and that, but it's, it's certainly different at the game. So I would say, yeah, there's no home field advantage at all because there's no one there. Now, Mitchell Trubisky actually had said the same thing to talk about. He was on the uh, Mark Sanchez podcast, and he said, yeah, he, it's really different with no fans in the stands. I think that's just on the broadcast. I mean, sometimes they're playing music in between plays, and um, yeah, I really can't hear the crowd So it's noise. like a scrimmage. It's like, a, it's yeah, like an sometimes, off-season scrimmage. Sometimes it's like a scrimmage. Sometimes it's so you're so like, weird. like a play will just end. And you're like locked in, like completely tunnel vision on the play. But then after it plays over, you're like, whoa, it's really quiet in here. All right, next play. <laughs> and you know, like, and that's and, weird. And more times it's like when you're on the sideline, you're like looking around, you're like, oh, sick play defense. And then you're like, dude, nobody's in the stands. And you just like try not to think about that and just focus on what you, but yeah, the people I've talked to, I've, I've yeah. talked to my brothers and they're like, it seems like it's the same on TV because they're pumping in crowd noise and right. they don't show the they, they don't show the stands. But when you're out there, it's like you got to bring your own juice and your own energy because the right. momentum's different um, with no fans in, in in the stands. It's 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 a crazy thing, but hey, at least we're able to play. You know, it's crazy right now. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's a bizarre situation. There are fans in some places. Uh, some places have had fans. Uh, you saw it down in uh, in Jerry World down in Dallas. You see them in Kansas City. You see some fans. Jacksonville, I think, has had fans other places. But uh, with no fans in Atlanta today, it's going to be interesting. Bears with no fans uh, in the stands. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really bizarre watching some of these football games. And I can't even imagine. I know that Matt Nagy was talking earlier in the week, Brian, this week, that there was a time where, you know, usually the if you're going in to score, you're – your home crowd, if you're uh, if you're the defensive team, I'm sorry, if you're the defensive team and the other team's coming in to score, the crowd gets behind you and they get all sure. pumped up. They right. go, now there is no fans, there's nothing, so it's just you standing there waiting for the other team to come to the line of scrimmage trying to score a touchdown. He said it's really weird because you got pumped up. You the the players would get the fans pumped up, try to get them behind them and things like that. He said now you don't have that and it makes for a really really different atmosphere in all these games right now. Well, at least you don't have, when you have dumb crowds, you don't have to tell them to quiet down when you're on offense at home and trying to, trying to get a play called. So I imagine it balances out. You know what they need? They need a Wilson Contreras bat flip to get everyone agitated and on edge. That's what they need. I thought it was wonderful. I, you know what? He looked at his, he looked at his dugout. They were playing like crap for the last seven games. He threw the bat up in the air. That was fine. I had no problem with it. Next thing you know, Rick's getting thrown out for the third time in a week. Yeah, yeah I know. That's weird. Some you can see, you can, that's you not can, a bad thing. No, a lot yeah. of people are saying that's not right. a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Ricky getting kicked out, probably not a bad thing. And Dan, but, uh, Dan, Dan Quinn is uh, Rick, uh, Rick Renteria without the success right now. So there you go. Yeah, well, he did get to a Super Bowl, but we all know what happened yeah. there. Uh, yeah. We come back. Yurko's keys to a Bears victory. We'll talk about that and much more. Your calls at 312-332-3776. Jeff Dickerson joins us at 11 o'clock right here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show here at ESPN 1000. The Double H Attack is back. Hubner. Come on, turn Hanley. This is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
since the Julio Jones news came out with him being inactive, the line has dropped another half point. The over-under now is 46 if you look at the points bet app for the Bears game today. The Falcons a two-and-a-half point favorite, and the line is 46. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that as we go through. But Jeff Fred, Dickerson. Yeah. Here, here's here's the disconcerting part of that. Uh, producer par excellence, Tyler Aki, pointing out it's the Bears' total points that's dropping as well. Julio Jones doesn't play for the Bears. Right. Well, Right. What are we down to now? Is it right now it's 21 and a half. Because like we were talking about, Hanley, you'd imagine, okay, that you see that game total, the entire game total. Yeah. You see it dropping. You think, okay, that's Julio Jones. It's maybe a couple other injuries that came out. But no, it's actually the Bears total Bears. that is driving this game total down right now. What I mean, what is going on here with, with an Atlanta defense that you know, spots you 372 yards passing just, <laughs> just because, right? I mean... Uh, oh, uh, help! I, uh, you know, so so Russell Wilson was NFC Offensive Player of the Week after playing at Atlanta. Dak Prescott, NFC Offensive Player of the Week after playing Atlanta. So certainly Mitch is going to be NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Not, oh, sure. Not at, not at twenty-one points, he's not. No, <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't think so. Yeah, that probably won't happen. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Um, every single day, Monday through Friday, from 10 until 12, you got Carmen and Yurko. And Yurko played the game long time. Packers, Jaguars, uh, was with the Dolphins. And he gives us Yurko's keys to a Bears victory. This is Yurko's keys to the game. Fires down the sideline. Robinson makes the catch. Yurko gives us what to watch for in this week's Bears game. And it's intercepted. Jackson under pressure again. Can he get away? No, he can't. Of course, it's Mac. Yurko's keys to the game only on ESPN 1000. All right, Yurko, I ask you as the Bears try to move to three and zero for the first time since 2013. They're a three point dog on the road in Atlanta. What are the keys to the game, Carmen? I'm glad you asked. And in the uh, the importance of loving these keys, we want to give these keys to the individuals. Too oft we end up with, oh, you've got to win the turnover margin. Oh, Mitch Trubisky has to play better. Oh, you've got to have a solid running games, and boy, do you need to have pressure on that quarterback. All of those are important, and all those are legitimate keys. But I tried to take a little bit of a deeper dive into something specific I'd like to see today, or I should say Sunday. Key number one. I'd like to see a second wide receiver become established, whether it's going to be Anthony Miller or the Mooney kid. Yeah. Either way, or Turner Javon Williams. A, a lot. I don't care. Turner Mooney had more if, snaps Or if the Ridley week. that can't play could finally get in there and play and be activated to do something. Let's establish the second wide receiver so Allen Robinson could go ahead and breathe just a little bit. Mm. And if that second guy happens to be the aging, the decrepit, and the ever-slowing Jimmy Graham, fine. I don't care. Key number two. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Carm. <laughs> I want the running backs to be a little bit north-south. That includes Mitch Trubisky when he's running the ball. Running along the line to scrimmage aimlessly with no direction to go bothers the living hell out of me. Even on a toss play where you get the ball in motion. And maybe this is a little bit of a salute to the Kansas Comet who we lost this week. Gail Sayers. You pace, 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 slash, cut back against the grain a la the great Gale Sayers. All right, so let's do a little bit of that, a little bit of north-south. I hate this east-to-west stuff yeah, that do. never looks like it's ever going to turn its shoulders upfield to make some positive yardage. Key number three. 
Carm, we saw some sacks last week, did we not? Hakeem Hicks got yeah, in there. Khalil Mack. The mighty Quinn got mighty in there. Quinn. Khalil Mack. We had we saw a handful of sacks. You know what we're not seeing though? What's that? Kid? Is what I want for key number three, and that's consistent pressure. Got it. I am looking for consistent pressure out of my defensive line without the need for having to send a blitz. And when you do blitz, please send a Roquan Smith because Roquan Smith yeah, good set, is right? one hell of a player. And we saw a great trend last week. More Roquan Smith, less Danny Trevathan. You cannot go wrong there. Key number four. That's right, a bonus key this week, Carm. Besides that pressure, you know what I like to see out of a defense that really kind of makes me feel good? It's not good for a baseball team. Three outs, not good for a baseball team. No. But for football, three and outs are absolutely fantastic. I would like the defense to see more three and outs, and let's get that ball back into the offense and let them run, 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 run with Montgomery and with the rest of the fellas, Corduroy Patterson. Uh, maybe even Tariq Cohen can get a run. I won't Oh, he's got mind. new papers. So. Hey, oh, well, he might be happy. Uh, he's, is he happy with six touches a game? I don't think so, Carm. That's less than 100 for the year. Not really efficient. And those are the keys to a Bears victory against the Atlanta Falcons Bears. in the Empire State of the South. The Empire State of the South. I didn't know that. Um, I, that first time. I uh, See, you learn something from York every week. You do. Yeah. You yeah. do. You certainly do. Uh, I've been to Atlanta once uh, years ago. I was at the uh, a playoff game in 1981 when uh, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Atlanta Falcons at uh, Fulton County Stadium back in the day. Let's talk about lo- how long I've been covering this stuff. Uh, yeah, I, uh, but, I've been there many, many, many times. And I, every every other street's named Peachtree, so you can get yeah. lost rather easily. <laughs> and um, after an Atlanta-Philadelphia playoff game, there were a bunch of uh, fellow scribes. I was with at the Sun Times at the time, and um, we were at the old Turner Field, and uh, it was Fulton County. Um, but anyway, we couldn't get a cab because I guess cabs didn't like to come to around the stadium when the game had let out two or three hours previous. So I was out trying to flag a cab, and a an ambulance pulled up. So the rest of the guys were back by the stadium. I'd gone <coughs> through the parking lot to the road. And um, the guy pulls up, and he's like, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to get a cab. He said, you're not going to get a cab. So he called another ambulance, and there, I think there were seven or eight of us. And uh, next thing you know, we were get, emptying out at the uh, Marriott downtown. The, the two ambulances gave us a, a ride back to, uh, to the hotel. How nice is that? Yeah. Who said there's <laughs> that southern, you know, southern hospitality? That's the Empire State of the South. They're there for you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely some southern hospitality. Yeah. Um, I'm looking here, and you heard Yurko bring it up, too. Tariq Cohen in two games has 12 carries. Yes. Now, Cordero Patterson in two games has 11 carries. And David Montgomery, 29 carries, 146 yards, um, which is good. We expected David Montgomery to be the number one back for this team. And apparently that's the way that Matt Nagy sees it, too. Kind of like two carries for you, one for Cohen, one for Patterson. And that's how he's going to separate it, I guess. Let's see what happens today. One of our poll questions is, will the Bears is it will the Bears score a, a rushing touchdown today? And um, I think they will. Uh, I think Montgomery is slowly but surely finding his way in the NFL. I think the offensive line is blocking better for, uh, for the Bears. And um, so I think somewhere along the line, they're going to get close to the line, or close to the goal line. And instead of forcing the ball in, They'll just give it to Montgomery and he'll score. 
So Okay, so the tight ends are going to be off the board again. They're going to be still sitting there with their one TD as they leave Atlanta today. They could. That's a, that's a lot of resources to be blocking. I mean, the $8 million per year for Jimmy Graham, the second-round rookie in Cole Komet, and you've got a couple million spread among the other guys. Um, so, you know, Jimmy's got two years at $8 million per that, that, that's all, you know, great. And I'm glad they're helping out blocking for the running game. The running game has been better. But I really would like to see a tight end touchdown today just because, you know. But, again, but before we get off the air today, it might be down to 19 points. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you could. There's a good possibility of that. We come back. We will check in with Jeff Dickerson as J.D. will tell us his latest on the Bears and the Falcons. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. We'll get Vaughn McClure. He'll give us a spin on the Atlanta Falcons. He'll let us know what's going on with them at around 1135. Also, we'll uh, get to our poll questions. We'll get to also our bold predictions. And, uh, boy, I think Brian's bold prediction is going to be that there will be a tight end touchdown today. No, I did that two weeks ago, and and he threw (laughs) behind Cole Komet. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll get, you know, usually if you stick with it long enough, it usually comes through. <laughs> it almost has to. So we'll come back. We'll do all that. We come back in just two minutes here at ESPN 1000.